What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode. After a live episode last week, we're now here back in our normal situations. Dylan wasn't ready to be on camera right now, so he's got a, his back turned to us. Usually, I do like this solo shot, just like this, so the other guys can get all prepared for it. But we're here for the show, and we're ready to get at it. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm here to take you through this amazing journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, joining us as he has each and every episode since day one, we've got Dylan from Cameline Coalition. Dylan, my man, how are we doing? Are we excited to be back in our normal setup? Yes and no. It's actually really it's it's really nice outside, but it's really awful inside. So I'd honestly rather just be outside at the stadium right now. I I feel you, Dylan. Uh, you know, for those I, I know we're gonna catch a lot of criticism for our comments about how hot it is right now in our area, but uh, the the sort of asterisks we'll put by that. I believe Dylan, Alan, and myself, none of us have air conditioning in our uh, studio spaces, so. We're dealing, and we don't like to have the fan running because then you have that annoying uh, white noise in the background as we go through this. So we try and uh, avoid hurting your ears in that way. We already hurt your ears enough with what we have to say and with our voices, but that's a whole nother topic. Let's uh, bring Alan, speaking of Alan down in San Diego. Hey, Alan, is it hot down in San Diego as well? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's nice right now outside because the sun's down and... Although I'm going to make a liar out of you. I do have a AC in this room now because uh, this is where my wife works. So uh, we put a window one in and you can even see it's, it's going. So uh, it's actually quite pleasant in here. Plus I have a nice cool beverage and I'm ready to go. Is that a Buena Vista again? You've been, you've been drinking those quite a bit lately. It's a great, great like warm weather beer because it's like a nice salted lime lager. Like I'm getting older, so I'm like getting more back into the lagers. Like I've turned that corner of I don't always want like hops to the mouth, like heavy. Like my wife made like this zoodle pasta thing for dinner tonight. It was amazing, but you know pasta and it's like a heavy feeling. And I'm like I just want like a nice, nice light, refreshing beverage, but I don't want like iced tea. I'm only boring. So uh, these Buena Vesas, and then she turns them into micheladas. So she loves those. Uh, so this is like a good combo for both of us. She can have her micheladas and I can just have a nice refreshing beverage on a warm evening. I, I will say uh, your wife is really smart because the Buena Vesas are uh, an awesome lager to use uh, from micheladas. I believe that um, was your, also, rec I believe that was your recommendation. So I think that's why we uh, went that direction. Yeah, definitely. I tried it at, at SeaWorld for the first time, and that's what I've been doing every time I do one of those drinks. Hey, we, we got to make sure we remember that Brad is on the, the line here, on the stream here, because I believe at our live episode, I, I sort of threw Alan under the bus and just said, hey, Alan, hand over. I'm handing you over the keys to the episode. I'm going to take care of other stuff going on around us. And um, unfortunately, he I, I didn't prep him for that, so he forgot Brad was you know remote from Reno on that episode. So, Brad, we're not going to forget you. How you doing, man? And of course, he's muted as he's trying to talk. He tried to do this whole it's, cool stick with a drink while we're introducing <laughs> him, and then he goes to talk and no sound. Oh uh, yeah, no. Uh, today, Alan was talking about beer. I'm one upping him. I got whiskey. Uh, I got Highland Park. It's an Orkney Scotch, Orkney Islands, and it is very good. Uh, very underrated for the price I paid for it, which is like fifty bucks. So good, good quality it's Scotch not not breaking the bank and uh to those people who think that scotch tastes like jet fuel i say refine your palate 
Let me ask you, this is one of the, 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 the beverages you purchased while you were on location in Sacramento for the, to cover Orange County, or is this a different one? Uh, unfortunately, my bar is too full with a lot of stuff to actually purchase while I was in Sacramento. It's just like, I need to get rid of some of like the 12, I think, bottles I have of whiskey and other alcohols before I stock up on more. Okay. Yeah, definitely do that. Um, and by the way, I'm drinking in honor of our, we're at the midway point now of Pride Month and playing for Pride. So I'm drinking uh, from Indie Brewing Company. It's called Taste the Rainbows. Um, it's a double or a New England style double IPA. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it's not the best drink to be drinking when it's a, a warm day and I'm sitting inside a warm garage with no air conditioning. Um, but you you didn't come on the show to hear us discuss beers and alcohol. You came on here to hear us talk about um, soccer and specifically Orange County soccer. But I was a little uh, uh, you know distracted really quick because I noticed on the Facebook chats that one of our listeners is in Maui right now listening to us. So we're live coast to coast. We probably have maybe have someone listening over in the East coast, but we definitely got someone out in the middle of the Pacific ocean, which is really cool. Thank you, Russell, for tuning in and listening to what we have to say. I don't know why uh, you're listening to us when it's still probably nice out in Maui to be doing something right now and enjoying um, the late afternoon, early evening, but let's talk about the two matches. Cause we have two matches to talk about. We have a guest coming on and we got a preview another um, match coming up. So let's talk about that first match. Last week we did the live pregame show at Championship Soccer Stadium. Uh, we had some friends from Fairweather Pod. We had uh, friends from or a friend from Two Balls and a Mic jump on and, and join us. It was a really awesome time. So first and foremost, thanks to everyone that stopped by. Cameron stopped by. Andy stopped by uh, to to say a few things. So it was awesome. We appreciate that. And we even had some people tweeting some pictures of us uh, from the stadium, which was pretty cool. Um, let's talk about that match. A pretty interesting match. It was an, it was a fun match to be at respect to the Sac- uh, San Diego fans for making the trip up. Uh, you all are, are you know, great visitors to our stadium. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Alan, because again, you're the person that sort of, you know, has your hat on both sides here, right? Uh, what was your thoughts on the match from both uh, vantage points? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, just want to apologize again to Brad. Um, you know being a being a good friend and all uh publicly announcing when you messed up um i thought i i I said this on fair weather tonight um interviewing both lana donovan and Braden cloutier uh they it was very similar press conferences like we dominated the ball for large uh, parts of the uh game uh there was a lot of positive things uh you hate to give up a goal but it was a hard-fought draw against a, a pretty good team. And I think that kind of encapsulates both mentalities from both of the teams. I think Orange County, um, as they've continued to play, have, have really figured out or tried to figure out how to get Damas involved. And that's really coming together, and that showed up against San Diego. And San Diego's been doing the same thing, is trying to figure out how those players fit together. Um, Orange County is more because of injuries than uh, necessarily new players, but... Um, I thought there was a lot of positives to take away from from both teams. I thought they d- both defended really well. Uh, I thought they uh, had a couple good opportunities. And you know, to be frank, I think San Diego is luck- lucky to walk out of there with a draw. Uh, I think Orange County uh, probably did enough to win that match. Uh, but Trey Muse has been um, really good as of late, as far as making a couple really big saves every game to keep San Diego in it. Uh, so I think Orange County should feel positive about it. It was a good midweek match between two Saturday games, uh, and they showed up with tons of energy. Um, and I do think that they had long, they had stretches of time where they they played well, dominated the match, uh, and it was a really fun chess match. It was I was stressed the entire time, um, especially when it was tied up one to one. It was like either in something could happen and someone can score and, and pull out the three points. Uh, so overall, really fun match. Uh, I know the San Diego folks really appreciated coming up. Uh, they had a blast. Uh, they can't wait for Orange County fans to come down and, and spend a day in San Diego. Um, and that'll be here before we know it. So uh, I thought a, a really good day all around. Let me uh, head on over to Dylan really quick. Dylan, you were you were def- you definitely were at your side of the stadium. You were hanging out with Caroline Coalition over there in the, the bleachers behind the goal or just to the side of the goal. Um, what was the, the atmosphere like with the Caroline Coalition and what was your uh, thoughts on the whole match in general? And now Dylan's muted. We're all we're all just like jumping on muted. Of course, this is this is better. 
There we go. Yes. This is better. Uh, I thought it was unmuted, but I know nothing. Um, no, the, the atmosphere was great. It was it was good to have not only the county line cushion there and a lot of people that were, you know, a dollar beer into the game and maybe, you know, a five or an eight dollar beer, whatever they cost in the stadium um, and at the seats. Um, and I think the players really fed off of that. Tremuse was in really good form, um, but Orange County just started slow, I thought, and it's it's hard to do well when you dig yourself a hole in the first 15 minutes of every single match. Uh, it's kind of been Orange County's MO for a long time. Um, we, we're talking multiple years at this point. Thankfully, uh, Damas puts one in uh, and levels it up, but I know I, I said I could see this being a nil-nil match and being pretty boring. It ended up being pretty exciting. So that was nice, um, but but uh, the points were shared at the end of it. So I guess I was I was kind of right there. Just a kind of like a weird match, and it felt like it should have fallen flat before the match, and then it, it ended up being exciting, and it felt like it almost fell flat because I think either team could have said, "Hey, we deserve three points here," and that would have been a fair result. So I mean, I guess in that regard, a draw is the is the fairest result. And then let me jump to you now, Brad, watching remotely on ESPN plus, uh, you get to sort of see again, uh, you get sometimes, you know, it's awesome to be at the same, but sometimes you get good views when you're actually watching the stream. Um, um, yeah. And you know, sometimes you're able to pause and rewind. I don't know, depending on how the apps working function that day, what were your thoughts on the match, Brad, and was the outcome, uh, you know, the deserved outcome for both teams or did, uh, someone deserve to come away with the three points in this match? I mean, I think both Alan and Dylan hit the uh, nail on the head there. Uh, Trey Muse played really well that game. Um, you know, I think I was fortunate enough with this game that since it was on ESPN Plus in the middle of a Wednesday, um, we had the glorious voices of Devin Kerr and Mike Watts on the on the uh, on the broadcast, which you know is usually a really good broadcast. Uh, they're both very talented in their own rights. Um, but also in addition to that, there were three more conflicting sounds in the stadium. You could clearly at times hear the uh, Orange County County Line Coalition. You could clearly hear the uh, traveling San Diego uh, uh, fans. And you could also hear the jazz band right beneath the uh, the camera set uh, on the little concourse camera side. So, you know, kind of a little bit of conflicting depending on where the camera was pointed. Um, but going back to the game, uh, you know, very, very close. Uh, Trey Muse uh, did well. I thought uh, San Diego did well to keep the ball from going in at a couple of times, like Ronaldo Damas's uh, 19th minute uh, header that goes off to the side that's cleared off the line. Um I think I think one to one is a fair result. Uh, I thought both teams played very well. Um, didn't keep my dream alive for a shutout for my fantasy team, but I can't complain too much about that. And for being one to one, it was a very entertaining game. Thank you for that, Brad. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was definitely um, interesting to see the the dynamics of the match uh, as we saw. I mean, San Diego got off to the early uh, lead on the scoreboard and. Um, I, I was, I, I was down with Caroline collision at that moment and, and it's awesome. And this is props to Caroline collision. Cause no matter what match it is, they're always, they have full energy regardless of what's going on. Uh, and that's the true soccer, uh, supporter there in that group uh, is, and all soccer supporter groups are like this, right? You're going to stand by your team thick and thin. And luckily in this match, orange County comes through, uh, to, to pull out the draw and, and at least earn a point in the match. A very important uh, point for both teams, I think, when you look at the way the standings uh, fold out over the remainder of the week, which was pretty cool, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, was there any uh, thing that concerns you about this match from either side? I'm going to go to you, Alan. I'm going to do this a lot for this match, either side for you. Is there anything that concerns you uh, with the way this match uh, went? Uh, not particularly. I think it's still too early in the season to really say that there's you know these grand things that are, are bad. Uh, I think Raiden Cloutier in his pr press conference mentioned this, that 10-game mark that he does um, seem to be every year in long seasons. We're kind of looking like, hey, we're going to play, we're going to see improvements, and then when that 10-game mark rolls around, uh, you're going to have a better understanding of where your team is and how teams play, um, and you really kind of click as a group. Um, 
it's still a long season and Orange County is still very much where they need to be as far as kind of in that playoff hunt. Um, there are uh, Sacramento's not doing well. Uh, LA is fine. But if you look at the, you know, Pacific division standings, you know, Orange County sitting third with games in hand on everyone above them. Uh, they don't have enough to catch Phoenix, but I mean, you're looking at your second place in the Pacific right now with as, as up and down as the beginning of the season is as, um, kind of hit and miss as things have been early in the season. Like you can't be mad at three wins, two losses and a draw. Like things are going all right. Like, and let's ride this out a few more weeks. Uh, they looked pretty good against Oakland. So I didn't see anything in this match that necessarily is like a pause for concern besides, you know, can Damas keep this up for an entire 32 game season? So let's talk about if it's Damas, Damas. I, I don't. I think in the stadium they're saying Damas. I think in the broadcast they're saying Damas. So we'll maybe go with that for now, unless Dylan has heard otherwise, because he seems to correct us sometimes when we're saying the wrong thing here. Uh, Dylan, let me go to you. Uh, you know, with the injuries to both Adam John and Thomas Innovoltsin, we're seeing players like Eero Markinen and Ronaldo Damas uh, have to step up uh, and play probably more minutes than we were probably expecting out of them when we came into the season uh, is that concerning this early into the season that we're putting this many minutes, uh, you know, you're seeing these players, we'll talk about the uh, Oakland match, but we're seeing these players play, you know, back-to-back matches in uh, you know, what a Saturday, a Wednesday, a Saturday. Um, is that concerning at this point in the season for you? Not necessarily. Um, Ronaldo is young. So he will be able to make it through the majority of the season. What would worry me more is needing to do this come July. And obviously there's a couple injuries. Thomas Enavoldson is unlikely to be back um, by July. So by that point, there will have to be a couple of signings, um, maybe a little more on that later, at least in the show, but not at the moment. And I think I was, I was asking, um, Brent Cloutier about it on Saturday night. And I said, well, you know, Ronaldo's taking three and three now. And, and that's a good return, especially from a young guy who granted, he's had a lot of opportunities to score and he's whiffed a couple really easy ones. Um, and he's had some, he's been unlucky in other ones, but um, you know, I asked him if he was happy with what uh, Euro Markinen's doing at the moment, because it doesn't really look like he's doing all that great. And, you know, Confidence is really important when you're uh, playing in front of goal, whether that means you're a goalkeeper or a striker. Um, in this case, you know, for the striker, I asked Braden, and he said um, he's being played in a role that they really didn't sign him to play, and he feels a little bit bad. Uh, so he's looking forward to having some other players uh, in the team so that you know he doesn't have to play this weird kind of hold-up role that he doesn't really seem up to doing, despite clearly being sizable enough to do it. So it's not a worry yet, but come July, I think, yeah. Uh, that being said, I don't think these will be the only two fit strikers on the team come July. So uh, I'm going to jump to you now, Brad, for your thoughts. And we're going to sort of jump into this Oakland match as well. So uh, San Diego coming off the 1-1 draw, uh, still at home against Oakland this past Saturday. And it was probably what you can consider an, an ugly win. I mean, the, both sides can probably look at it and say, we didn't play our best. We maybe should have won. I mean, if you look at the stats, I think Oakland was dominating a possession and there was a good stretch there in the uh, second half. I think Oakland was primed for a goal and just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. So I'm going to go to you first, Brad. Did you get a chance to watch that match at all or no? Unfortunately, you were, I, you were in the middle yeah. of nowhere, right? I think that's what you I was said. in the middle of Dillon beach, California, uh, just South of Bodega Bay um, and was unable to catch the game. In fact, I was, actually kind of lucky to be able to tweet that I had a score prediction prior to the game. You like went to, were you like on like looking for the cliff tops to try and find a spot that had like one bar of service to send that tweet out? Uh, actually, ironically, the, the best place with the best signal was the, uh, temporary facilities also known as the portas. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I guess if you need a, internet connection on your cell phone in any the one spot, place where that's you're bored. The most important, right? The spot where you're, if you're sitting there, you're going to want to look up something. You want to, you know, check the score. That's a good spot to have it. Let me then jump. Uh, do you have any last thoughts on the San Diego match, Brad, before we get full into this, uh, Oakland match? Um, you know, 
I think the team's been playing well, even though, you know, obviously a one-to-one draw is not what you want to see. But uh, the team plays well, I think, defensively speaking, when up against the wall. Um, I think that they've been doing a much better job of kind of shutting the curtain, closing the door before any big chances have been coming up. And, uh, you know, holding a team like San Diego to only one goal is pretty good. You know, uh, 10 shots, one big chance. I can't really complain. I'll let you guys talk about Oakland. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Dylan, because you were at the stadium for the Oakland match. Um, give us your rundown of, of how things went. Uh, did, was was either team more deserving of the three points in this, or is it a um, it, was the outcome the correct outcome for this match? You know, if I'm honest, I I think Oakland can really feel hard done here. Um, and, and the the highlights are coming up here, but just we played so poorly um, for so much of that game, and I don't think we've ever played that poorly for so long and actually got a result out of it. So that was in a way kind of nice. Um, Braden Cloutier spoke to a lot of the same words. Sometimes you have to grind out results against kind of the run of play. Um, this was their third game in seven days and Oakland hadn't played in a while. So they were fully rested. Um, and even beyond that, I mean, Oakland was a team that had scored six goals in their last two matches. So they came in in pretty fine goal scoring form in Orange County shut them out and Rakowski wasn't a goal. So that should speak volumes to uh, Abraham Romero as well, but we conceded a lot of chances and a lot of shots. You can see uh, Andy throwing the stats up there, really saving me any effort of clicking out of this window. Uh, 13 shots from Oakland in this match, seven for Orange County. Um, and I'm sure Alan will chip in with this one, but when uh, Damas's goal went in, I was not Damas's goal. Damas's goal. We're going to go with that one. Um, not going to lie, really didn't think that one was going to stay on. I thought that was going to get flagged, and uh, it would be nil-nil, and we'd probably concede. <laughs> but look at that. I mean, look at just like a goal line clearance from Reese Breen, who seemed to have a pretty good game. You know, we, we made it work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here's here's the goal. No, here's what should have been a goal. But um, sometimes you get a little bit lucky. I mean, we've had plenty of chances and plenty of almost goals where the flag's gone up, and I think we got away with one here. Um, and, and that happens and I feel a little bit bad for Oakland in that regard, but I'm pleased to get three points. So let me jump to you really quick, Alan, because of course you're the, uh, you know, you're the one that benefits from the shutout here. I believe what first shutout of the year for uh, orange County, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, any of you or any of our listeners. And it happens to be the match where you're, uh, playing for pride fantasy soccer goalkeeper is between the sticks. Um, what are your thoughts on the performance just overall? Cause we saw goal line clearance. Definitely. If that's not there, then you're not getting the shutout. Um, and then Abraham in the, in the goal, uh, what's your overall thoughts on, on the way the defense played uh, in this match? Uh, I, I think, um, Reese Breen definitely saved a few times. Um, the post save one, we just watched that right now. Uh, there's a couple, I think there was a, another really big Romero comes up with another really big save earlier in the match. Um, it's nice to have another guy who can play keeper the way he plays keeper. I think, you know, you don't want your keeper going as often as maybe, you you know, he needs to rotate too from time to time to make sure you have a guy who is, um, who's fresh. Um, and Romero is a good keeper. Um, he is a U.S. A proven USL keeper and it's nice that I had him on my team. Uh, I think he's the third highest scoring player for playing for pride right now. Uh, just in that one match, so I will take it. Um, watching it, watching the goal back, um, you know, I, I mean, as a as a neutral person looking at it, um, obviously it doesn't matter who wins because if someone wins, that means someone's not in the Pacific's not getting points. Uh, but I think Damus is just ahead of the ball and ahead of the defenders by a step. Uh, it's really close though because the ball is almost on the line as well. And you'd like to see, um, you'd like to see the f- offensive players maybe getting that that nod, if you will. Uh, I think that was some questions that come up from time to time. And if it's close, you would love to see the offensive player getting uh, the benefit of the doubt on that one. I think that's uh, uh, an AR giving the benefit of the doubt to him there. Um, yeah, that's how. So, uh, 
Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I just, I mean, we've seen those close calls. So I watched it four or five times. I thought he was off. I thought they were going to flag it back. I thought it was going to be like a highlight where he didn't score. They're going to pull it back. And he's going to score later. But I, I think he, there's even one where it scoots by him. He's putting himself in really good positions to score. And that's what you want to see from a guy who gets paid to put the ball in the back of the net. He seems to always be where he needs to be to score goals. Um, and you love to see that. Perfect. Um, any last thoughts from anyone on here about the Oakland victory, the three points in Oakland before we move on? Give uh, Reese Breen save points. Incorrect. Clearly <laughs> says goalkeeper. It says goalkeeper on the form. So if it didn't say that, I would agree with you. But since the rules say it has to be a goalkeeper, then I mean, I, if you want to, if you want to substitute. Motion to amend the rules uh, section uh, goalkeeper saves. Uh, we will put, gladly discuss that your, in the off season. Yeah, and the rules your, committee your will request yeah. for the rule change in the, the off rules season. committee will and, review. We'll take a vote. A majority will vote whether or not a player clearing off the line uh, gets a save. Uh, it's yeah, it's called a clearance, but I mean that might be a good stat, like clearing off the line, like when it's clearly a goal and you clear it, and that might be a point. Let's uh, then we're gonna have to really figure out the the line where we're gonna judge it. Is it a goal line clearance? Is it not? That would get right, maybe a little. Right. We'll start having arguments behind the scenes really quick before we move on, uh, Brad. With uh, that wrapping up the matches played, where is our prediction standings uh, at this point in the season? So you're we, muted, Brad. Oh, there we go. There we go. Sorry. We missed the uh, first game of the season because we weren't set up yet to properly do Tacoma predictions. So after five games on the season, uh, in last place with a total of seven points in five games. And remember, these are rules that you wanted because they had a lot of points. Ray. Uh, in second, we have with a total of 10 points because Wait, he second to last, right? Second to last. Sorry. Second, third, third technically, uh, is Alan with ten, and tied for first is Dylan myself with fourteen. How? I got <laughs> seven points, and you got four points in this result. You had the uh, yeah. in the uh, Oakland game. I had seven because I had uh, a two-zero victory for Orange County, and it was the zero for Oakland, and I didn't get the points for the two because it was a one-zero game. That's and how it works, still, and it's you all You said it's three to math. two, <laughs> and only got the points for the victory. I'm not good at math. Perfect. So. That's Whatever. where we are. That's where we are. That's where we are. Ladies and uh, uh, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to pause you there because we have a guest that's ready to join us at this moment. It's going to be uh, – we're going to bring him on. This is Alan's in-the-moment favorite player on the roster because of the contribution made to his fantasy soccer team. We're bringing in uh, goalkeeper – uh, with the first shutout of the season for Orange County, that is Abraham Romero. Let's bring him on the stream. Abraham, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How you doing, man? Uh, hey there. Pleasure to be here. Um, I'm doing good. Sorry, my dog is right over. Oh, don't worry about it. We have dog noises on this, courtesy of Alan's uh, two dog. or three dogs. Two dogs, right? Two dogs. Or is it really just brew every time, right, Alan? It's just brew every time. <laughs> Perfect. Let me uh, ask you, Abraham, just coming off this match against Oakland, how were you feeling after getting the shutout, the first shutout of the season for the for the team? Um, you know, uh, I felt pretty good. I was happy with the result. Obviously, we took three points home, and that's what's most important, really. Perfect. And then when, when a player like Reese Breen makes this amazing goal line clearance, do you, is there, do you, is there anything like that you do for them? You, you buy them a, uh, you know, I don't know if we can buy I don't remember how old Reese is, but can we buy him a drink or, or anything like that? Or you give him a gift? What do you do in those moments? Uh, Reese is 21. And yeah, I think I might own a beer. <laughs> what, what goes through a goalkeeper's mind when you know you cannot get to that ball? It looks like it's going right into the net and then you see your defender get there and just clear it off perfectly. Honestly, uh, when I get beat, when it gets past me, I just kind of feel like a sharp pain in my chest. Like I'm like, damn, like I just got beat. And seeing my defender, like Reese come in clutch and just stay like bailing me out basically because I wasn't able to get a hand to it. Um, I just, I feel like a sense of relief really. Perfect. And then um, let me ask you this question because, you know, mostly – when when kids start playing soccer, they don't go straight to goalie. They're, they're usually playing all over the, the pitch, uh, learning different positions, how to play, where and what. When did you first realize that you wanted to be a goalkeeper, and um, how did that decision come uh, come to be? Um, I kind of started off like all kids. I started off on the field, 
And then I ended up getting tossed in goal because our goalkeeper got hurt. And just because I was tall, I ended up staying. Uh, it wasn't really like my own decision, but I ended up falling in love with the position. Perfect. And then, um, you know, what, what advice would you have for young players that are maybe scared to jump in as a goalie or try that out as a position, maybe because the nerves, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of kids feel like uh, when you're a goalie, the, the whole game relies on you saving every single shot. What, what advice would you have for young players uh, that are interested in pot potentially playing goal? Um, honestly, I think that that kind of does apply. Uh, we're able to have nine, 10 great saves, but if we let in a goal and we have some sort of blame, it kind of just throws away the other nine saves. People forget we have, they have short-term memory with uh, goalkeepers. They don't remember uh, what you did throughout the whole match. They just remember that one action. So it is a very, very difficult position to play, but just be, I know it's easier said than done. Just be strong mentally, believe in yourself, be confident. Um, and if you're going to go for it, just know that it is a bumpy ride because you're going to make mistakes and it's inevitable. You're going to have some shocking performances and you're just going to take it on the chin and just keep it pushing. So let me jump to your career so far. You joined Orange County for the first time this season. You uh, previously played for uh, LA Galaxy 2. Um, can you just sort of explain the differences maybe between the experience at the stadium, the fan groups between the two clubs? Um, well, I've had a couple good experiences so far. Uh, I played in Mexico, obviously, uh, for four years with Pachuca. Um, I played at Galaxy, and then I came to OC. Um, really, the only difference, football is football, you know? Um, all my favorite part of the sport are the fans. Uh, I, I go out every match just thinking I have to put on a performance because it's not it's not just a kick around. It's not just for fun anymore. I'm trying to put on a performance for people. I'm trying to put on a performance for the fans. I'm trying to get a result because that now it is, I don't know. It's, it's more than, it's more than just my hobby as a kid. It's more than just my passion. It's just like, I want to people, I want to get the fans involved. I want to keep them happy because at the end of the day, uh, that's what really matters, you know? Um, just, like after the match, I gave away my gloves, gave away my shirt, um, do absolutely anything and everything because I know as a supporter, because I, before a footballer, I am a fan. As a supporter, it isn't easy to see, to go in week in, week out, and let's say your team didn't get a result, but still going to support. And let's say they're having a bad spell or they're playing poorly. Being there and supporting is just as difficult as just being a part of the club and trying to perform and trying to get out of a rut. Um, Abraham, obviously a little bit of time spent um, with Los Dos, who will be playing next Wednesday. But um, what led you to Orange County in the offseason? If I'm brutally honest, I, I was looking around. A few deals fell through from going back to First Division in Mexico. Um, I had a few options uh, with some MLS clubs, supposedly, and that fell through. So the window of the transfers was getting really short. Like, it was getting smaller and smaller very quickly, and I just couldn't find a club. And Orange County came and offered me uh, a deal for the season. And I thought it's better to continue to play and continue to progress and have minutes under my belt. And... I ended up signing with Orange County, and I'm actually pretty happy that I did. Uh, the team's great. Uh, all the guys are fantastic guys. Um, it, it's been a good time so far. So um, I think, like, you owe Reese Breen a beer. I think I owe you a beer. Um, I have you on my Playing for Pride team, and I was not doing well until you uh, had that clean sheet. And that now you are the third highest scoring player on our playing for pride fantasy league so far. So congratulations. And I, I appreciate the points. Um, so thank you for that. Um, what is it like being in a kind of a goalkeeper competition? Um, what, how do you mentally prepare yourself every week knowing like this is my teammate, but we're also competing for that one spot. Um, what is that like for you? And what advice do you have for folks who are, are younger players who are getting into that position? 
Um, it's it's a uh, it is a competition. It's it's a competition that you have to go in day in and day out and outwork and outperform the other guy. No matter how much I like my teammate, no matter how much I love Patty, great guy. Uh, babysat his kid for him. Like we're we're really good buddies. Like I really like him. Like have a great time with him. Um, but at the end of the day, we go in every single day onto the training field and we try to outwork and outperform each other day in and day out. And like today, um, I see him make a save and I say, I have to make a better save. I have to perform better. I have to complete more passes. And just really trusting in your ability and believing that you are the better goalkeeper. I feel like football and life is just a mental game. If you're strong mentally and you trust yourself, the world doesn't love to try to tear you down. So why tear yourself down, you know? Um, and yeah, just trying to outwork them uh, from training two, three, four times a day to uh, lift, to your diet, to uh, what, how much you sleep, to what you watch, the books you read, just trying to get that absolute edge on every single person that you are competing with. All right. Well, unfortunately, you know, Ray's success there is coming at my uh, my dismay because I have Patrick Krakowski on my team. But obviously I can't complain when, yeah, the shrug is correct. Uh, I can't complain because you played well. You got the points. Uh, Patrick Krakowski has not gotten me a clean sheet. Um, and if you start again, I will have no complaints there because I could have drafted you and skipped up on that. Um, however, with that said, my question for you is, um, especially during the preseason games when we saw you, you are a very vocal player on the field. Um, so for the kids out there that want to be a goalie, you know, that's one of the positions on the field where your communication is the most important. Um, what would you give advice to those kids? Uh, and even, you know, teammates, what do you say in a game? How do you put people together, organize your defense? And, um, and do it, you know, effectively in a game? It honestly just depends on the match. Um, some games I have to be the voice that brings energy. And sometimes I have to be the one that kind of kicks them in their butt and says, hey, like, let's get it going, like, wake up. Um, we're not here just to mess around. We're trying to get three points. At the end of the day, it's your career. and We have to win. We have to get results. And sometimes I have to be the guy that tapers down, brings a little bit of, cool, calm, and collectiveness to the group and say, hey, you know what? Let's take a step back, keep the ball. Um, let's not rush into anything. Like right now, we're going to go to Vegas. We're going to go play in 115 degrees. We don't want to come out in Vegas guns blazing and get gas in the first 20 minutes. We want to be able to maintain the rhythm throughout the whole match. So there it's probably going to be a little bit more about let's take a step back. Let's really think. If we're going to press this, we're going to press, and then we're going to come sit for a little, jump out, press, sit for a little. You know, we're not just going to go haywire. Um, and something that I learned at a young age, I had a uh, coach with the Mexican national team, Mario Artiaga. He made me learn every single position in three different formations of every single player. Um, so I knew what everyone did and had to do and if they didn't, I was held accountable or I held, I held myself accountable because I didn't know what they had to do. And then I would hold them accountable and say, you're supposed to be doing this and you didn't. So just knowing what your teammates are supposed to do on top of what you're supposed to do and being more of a tactician and kind of having a, a coaching mentality benefits you in the long run. It, I think it prolongs your career. I think uh, just being good tactically and learning at a young age is going to help and benefit these kids' careers. That's a, that's a perfect example. And just, you know, for people that maybe don't watch soccer much, you could throw that in as like, you know, point guard for basketball, quarterback for football. Um, those types of players need to know what everyone's doing um, in their game, not just their position. So that's definitely a good example of, of what you bring to the team. Uh, you brought up Los, uh, I'm sorry, you brought up Las Vegas. Um, there's a quite a unique sort of dynamic there with that that team because I believe what we're hearing is they practice in LA 
and then they go out to Vegas for their games. So, you know, you're pretty close to the area where there, I know, I think there was a, a Danny Chrysostomo sighting at the stadium. Uh, uh, I, I know for sure against San Diego, I don't know if he's been in any other matches. He's one of your upcoming opponents. Um, have you experienced or, or talked with any of those uh, Las Vegas players that, or do you know any of them? And, and what do you think of that whole situation? Is that good for a player or does that make it more difficult? I've actually, I actually grew up with Danny. Um, we played on the same club team as kids. So I knew him pretty well when we were younger. Haven't talked to him in a while. But uh, I think it benefits us because if they were used to the weather we're going to go into, it'd be difficult for us to play because they'd be just accustomed to playing 110, 115 degrees. But since they're in LA, they're in the same weather as us, practically. It's going to affect them just as much as us. So they're not really going to have... Uh, like home field, home field advantage of knowing like the pitch, the weather, and just being accustomed to it. So it's going to, I think it's just going to be an even match and whoever is the smarter team, really. I don't even think the fitter is just a smarter team and knows when to press and when to relax is going to take the three points. Perfect. And then you, you have the experience with Los Dos, like where you have, you know, you're a two team, there's a, a, a MLS side that sort of, uh, sends players up and down as they feel in that situation. Does that make it more difficult too, as a as a player when you don't know who's going to be playing with your on your roster each and every match? Uh, yeah, uh, I would have to say it, it makes it a little more difficult just because we're we're training with a starting eleven in the mind the whole week, and then Galaxy's first team says, "Oh, here are four players they have to play," and they have no idea what kind of. Uh, style or roles they fit into or what they're supposed to be doing. So it is a little more difficult uh, because they send them down Friday, the day before the game. And you're just like, okay, they, they're not going to figure out our entire like system in a day. This is, this is going to hinder us as a team, but you know, you have to make the most of it. And at the end of the day, the directors and the, the, co the directors are the ones that decide in that situation, not even the coaching staff. I know a lot of coaching staffs don't like that, but you just got to roll with the punches and figure it out as you go and hope for the best, hope they pull their own weight. Perfect. Thank you. Um, we're just going to have a couple more just fun questions for you, not really soccer related for the most part, just to get to know, uh, you know, Abraham Romero, the person, not just the soccer player. Uh, let me just start off with this because I'm huge into music. Uh, answer this for me. If you were, uh, what's your, what's your like pump up song or what's your song that gets you ready for the match uh, that you like to play just to get your, your, your heart pumping, your, your blood going, your adrenaline flowing. Um, so when you're getting out there, you're, you're the best player you can be. I'm more about lyrics personally. So there's this one hit rap song in Spanish. It's called Rene. And it just, it reminds me of my childhood. Uh, it reminds my childhood, reminds me where I came from. And I just, I really like it. And it kind of just throws me back to back in the day when I just, I did this before. I did this before just because I loved it. No money. I didn't do it for any publicity, any fame. I, I was just a kid with a soccer ball. And it throws me back to that. And it reminds me that there's a lot more, there's more things that are a lot more important than just money and cars and this and that. It's, it's more just about the love of the sport that you have for it. Do you bump it with like headphones in or is this like when you're driving to the stadium and you bump in the song? So I bump it in the car. Um, in the car? Full blast. It's a slow rap song, actually. It's it doesn't seem very it's kind of it sounds kind of depressing if you're if you didn't like if you don't understand the lyrics, you're just like, wow, that's kinda of sad, dude. Like, are you okay? <laughs> um, but, no, but sometimes those songs are the ones that get you going, right? The ones that have true emotion behind the lyrics and not just a good beat, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. And then I'm going to throw it. I don't know if uh, Alan or Brad have a fun question to ask. If not, we'll throw it to Dylan. So Alan, Brad, anything from you two? I like to ask the uh, silly controversial questions and I'll be quick with this one. Is a pop tart a sandwich? Is a pop tart a sandwich? Yes. I have these conversations with my roommates all the time. No, pop tart's not a sandwich. A pop tart's a pop tart. But it's well, bread with filling in it. <laughs> this is Brad's thing. Like he was, he asked these weird questions like this, and 
Yeah, I agree with you, Abraham. A Pop-Tart is in no way a sandwich. You need to have some sort of protein filling in between the bread to make it a sandwich. Well, technically. I guess if you have a grilled cheese sandwich, that's different. Well, cheese has protein. There we go. See? Yeah, Pop-Tart's not a sandwich. It's a pastry. There we go. I like that answer. I like this that answer. This guy gets food. This guy understands. <laughs> All right, another. And that's why question. Dylan's going to ask you another food question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another food question for you, Abraham, and I think the last one of the night for you. Um, what is your favorite vegetable, and how do you prepare it? Hmm. I love all vegetables. I'm a big vegetable guy. Um, you need to teach some of your younger teammates about that. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not big on veggies here. They they're not very good at cooking either. Um, <laughs> uh, trust me, I've seen these kids cook. They can't cook to save their life. They they would starve. Um, wow, my favorite vegetable. I I don't know. I I like broccoli. I like carrots, bell peppers, onions. Uh, is tomatoes a fruit, right? Technically, yes. Okay. Technically, but I think it falls. Everyone always considers that a vegetable or part of a, the vegetable group of foods you eat, right? Yeah. Fun fact: tomatoes have more potassium than bananas. Um, so if you don't want to cramp, eat tomatoes. Um, That's good advice because I do not like bananas. So now I will eat more tomatoes. Thank you. Yeah. So I appreciate that too. Actually, before a game, I actually eat just like tomato, kind of like an apple. You put a little bit of salt, a little bit of lemon, and you just bite it. Nice. So you're the real MVP twice in the past, like, 72 hours, so. <laughs> so we'll just say Abraham likes all vegetables, right? He, is there, is, okay, is there one vegetable you definitely do not like you won't eat? I'm not, are pickles vegetables? Or is that, like, considered not a vegetable anymore? I think that's technically a fruit. I mean, the seeds are on the inside. Okay. So we'll do the research on this. I'll, it's I'll a small vegetables. Uh, I'm I here for I the think... pickle slander, though. I mean, you can throw those under the bus. Yeah. Perfect. So, Alan, you want another shutout from Abraham? Just bring him a basket of vegetables, and he'll 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 get another shutout for you, man. Just not Are pickles, you... right? Just not pickles. No, if you if you really want to know how I'll get you another shutout, bring me a box of cookies. I'll play my life out for you. <laughs> a specific was... kind of cookie, or just any cookie? I have a strange obsession with chocolate chip cookies. I eat at least one a day. Nice. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> let me ask you. I'm sorry. I know Dylan said one question, but let me ask you one that typically our friend, our fans will put in the the chat while we're we're doing the live show. Is is there like a local business or restaurant you want to give a shout out to on here to maybe have our fans check out and and support? Uh, local business. Um, or restaurant. Honestly, I'm kind of from um. I'm from the hood, like out in LA area. I don't. Hey, I don't, like, we'll we'll take LA. Hey, we got fans that that either live or work in that area, so shout it out, man. They'll they'll maybe visit it. All right, uh, Los Primos in Pasadena, solid. I've eaten there since I was a child. Burritos, tacos, uh, seafood, everything. That's where I ate as a kid. Fantastic place. Great people. Perfect. I, I next time I'm in the area, I'm definitely gonna have to try and uh, stop by. So you said Los Primos. Yeah. Perfect. I will write that down somewhere or, or I'll, you know, re-listen this episode, find that out and we'll do that. Uh, Abraham, I appreciate your time. Uh, do you have any last word for the fans uh, that may be listening, either watching live or listening when we release this in podcast form? Uh, just, I want to say thank you for the support. The atmosphere this weekend that I played was fantastic. Hopefully I got to play again uh, for you guys at home. Love playing in front of you guys and just want to say thank you. Thank you for always being out there supporting us. Perfect. Thank you very much. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that's a goalkeeper for your Orange County Soccer Club, Abraham Romero. Abraham, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you in the near future. Thank you for having me, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. Once again, uh, as always, we love when the fans join us on the podcast, and we got now a full shot of, or a main shot of Alan as we uh, clear things up here. Uh, awesome, uh, you know, awesome interview there with Abraham. What a what a great guy, man! It's awesome. I love when you can get some honesty when you're speaking to some players because you know you could tell sometimes the players uh, they're sometimes trying to go with like these like formatted answers to some questions or they're just trying to like you know say the right things each and every time. But you know when you're, you're talking to Abraham, you know, asking him about what it's like to play for a two team and you have 
players being sent down from the main club, you know, sharing the difficulty of that and some of the other things. Pretty awesome. Um, and again, Alan, you have to be stoked. Got you, you're shut out. And I think you guys, you, you were sort of commenting back and forth with Andy on, on one of them on Facebook or YouTube or wherever it was. So I know, uh, Andy was bringing up, you know, five saves and a five point clean sheet for 10 points, but you also reminded, you know, also the start. So you get the point for an appearance and two points for a start. It's all science folks. That's the way the scoring works. Um, so that's how it goes. What, what do you think of your star player from this past week? Uh, Alan, if you can give me 13 points every week, I would be uh, ecstatic. I mean, I would run away with the competition. I think Brad said this last time, like all he needs is, one clean sheet and that puts him in a good position and you know as soon as uh as soon as the start regular starting goalkeeper was taken i think he was taken pretty early uh brad picked him second overall uh, i knew that if i can sneak in abraham romeo um romero sorry um he might be good for one start um and so you were trying to get a monopoly on the goalkeepers is what you're saying yeah, I mean, of of course, like there, if you can get a a start and a clean sheet, that's that's a pretty, you know, pretty good. It's like you're playing, you're just got to play the points, right? Can't always go with you know the most obvious because sometimes that's why I pick Rob Kiernan too. You know, he's probably going to start every match. Uh, he's going to be solid. He's probably not picking up yellow cards. He's probably you know he's putting in a good shift. He might not score. He might not get that goal or assist. But if you look at you know a, a goal is what two points with a shot is three. A start is three. Like I'm getting a goal out of Robbie Kiernan every match by just starting. Like, all right, I'm there for it. So I just I took a flyer and thought that on one of these like quick turnarounds they might start him, and I knew he was a pretty good keeper. So why not take a chance? And let, let me say this because in past seasons, uh, Rakowski might have better uh, a better scoreline because in past seasons we didn't take away points for giving up goals. Uh, but I will say it was Brad's idea to add that to the uh, the scoring system of taking away away points for every conceded goal. So Brad sort of did it to himself on this. So uh, I I do not feel bad for for what's going on there. I don't I don't feel bad for myself either. That's literally how it should have worked from last year too. So you know. <laughs> Hey, but it's it's all science. We it's it, and the sol- science is always evolving. So we'll see what happens uh, next season. How this works out. Let's get to this really quick. We have a match to preview, but we don't have much time to do so. But it is Las Vegas. I don't know how we preview Las Vegas that well because we never know. You never know who's going to be on the roster uh, for the match. But let's just talk about this. I'll, I'll go to you, Brad, just because you're in the same state as Vegas. Maybe you know a little bit more because of that. Who knows? Although we're closer to the training, so who knows how this all works? It's it's weird. But Brad, what are your thoughts on Orange County Vegas? And then uh, don't give your preview or your 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 prediction for the match as far as the scoreline. We'll do that after we each get a, a few words in. But just be brief because I, I don't really know what to say. Um, I mean, honestly, oh, there's a lot of gimmicks that go on in that stadium still to this day. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say I know everything about Vegas. Uh. They've had a very weird season so far, uh, losing their first couple games and then uh, winning against, I think, Tacoma and drawing against a good San Antonio team. Um, But I think the real issue, I think Abraham Romero really, really, really touched down on is it's going to be hot this weekend down there. And you're going to see probably a slower paced game uh, because of that or at least a more reserved, you know, you don't want to gas yourself in the first half an hour. Um, So I would anticipate a lower scoring game unless uh, someone strikes big off a counter attack for that one reason. But I, I don't know what else to say here. It's Vegas. They're going to send some weird players down. Maybe they'll send Danny Musovsky. Maybe they won't. Um, that's the only big name I can really think of coming from LAFC that they've been sending down consistently this year. Um, and, and I'll get to you next, Alan. I'm going to go to you next, but I really want to say uh, Russell listening live, I believe from Maui. And he, he didn't think he'd make the full episode, but it seems like he is, he's trekking through. Hopefully uh, not taken away from your family time out there in Maui um, mentioned. Abraham was one of the best guests we've had so far this year. We will be, we will be bringing back our orange and black soccer cast awards at the end of the season. And one of our categories is always 
guest of the year. We're going to do a player guest of the year and we'll do a non-player guest of the year this year. Uh, so keep that in mind when you're voting. If you thought Abraham or any of our previous guests so far or any of our future guests are awesome, remember them for when we do that. Uh, Alan, thoughts on this upcoming match against LAFC um, as best as you can do? Um, I, I think that they're probably a little bit better than their record says. Um, they have you know plenty of talent uh, coming up. They've looked dangerous at times. Uh, but I think it's just putting that together. I think we see that from time to time as well. They just they don't know where each other are going to be quite yet. Um, and you know we've seen teams go to Vegas and have a tough time in Vegas. Um, I think this maybe uh, if Brad's right and it's a slower paced, more reserved game, I think that might play into Orange County a little bit better. Uh, they don't have to worry about the low, uh, the low dose dose kids running amok. Um, but I, you can't look past any team i've i made the mistake of saying i didn't think las vegas would get a win anytime soon and then they went out and won um and then they got some more points so uh you never really know so don't look past them play up to your standards make them play your game and i think orange county can go into vegas and and do some damage but we saw what happened last year so with this in mind uh just checking the schedule lafc is playing also on uh, the 19th of saturday so Maybe that limits the amount of players they send down for this match. Dylan, your thoughts on Orange County in Vegas against a Vegas team that trains in L.A.? Both teams are going to suffer, but um, to echo Alan's point, the slower this game goes, I think it's completely in Orange County's control. Um, I think Orange County is the better team. Um, and I think if you can kind of nullify the fans that are there and, and the boost that... Uh, the Vegas players will get as a result, um, or the lost dose, I guess, lost, uh, lost, 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 whatever, los, whatever we're going with there, lost dose, I guess, because it's Las Vegas. Anyway, um, the more you can kind of limit the impact that the fans have there and not have to pressure or rush anything because you're playing on a short baseball field, the better. Um, my only other prediction is that Danny Chrysostomo will play. All right, um, quick from me, um, I hope Danny has a pretty good match because everyone knows he was one of my favorite players on the roster the last few seasons. Um, other than that, I'm hoping Orange County comes away with a, a nice victory. And uh, I agree. I, I think Orange County is on paper the better team. And, you know, what we were mentioning earlier, if if uh, Vegas was training in Vegas, they're used to the, the crazy weather out there. But the fact that they're training in L.A. And I know it's, it's warm this week, but it's nothing like what you're going to get in Vegas. So both teams are going to go into that atmosphere with bad weather. And no one's going to really have an advantage. And the closest thing is a home field advantage. Or, uh, But, you know, again, a lot of these players are now living and training in L.A. So I don't know how much of a love they have for Vegas, the city of Vegas and the fans of Vegas. Who knows how that works? I, I The weird thing, I'm because I, I know we're talking about gimmicks. Brad mentioned gimmicks. Apparently fans in, in Vegas love the gimmicks. I, I was, I think, reading in Twitter that someone said that they love the, the pools on the, the side of the pitch. Um, and that's like one of their favorite things about the club. So I don't know if that's all Vegas fans or that's just an outlier. Um, but I know a lot of people aren't huge fans of of all the gimmicks that go on in Vegas. Slot machines on the on the 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 sidelines and, and bubble kitty inflatable pools and all that fun stuff. Um, let's do this. Uh, and, and Andy listening on here says, you know, not the ones on Reddit. So I'm assuming he's saying not the Vegas fans on Reddit. Um, and Hey, I'm not the only one that loved Chris Osmo. Look at this. Chad, uh, who, uh, is listening and actually works with the club. Danny was one of his all time favorites. Uh, and, and Chad, you are allowed to have favorites. It's all good. You can have favorites. Um, everyone has a favorite coworker, they might not say it publicly like you did, Chad, but props to you. Dylan. Um, what's up? Dylan's my favorite coworker. Right back at you, buddy. I would say Brad, but it's Brad. Uh, oh, Brad, you're my favorite coworker. But it's Brad. <laughs> but it okay. Um, but it's Brad. <laughs> Alan, I enjoy working with you too. Thanks for the uh, call out there. <laughs> You know I had to do it, man. You know I had to do that. Uh, no, nothing against you, Brad. I love you, Brad. I, I, it was just set up for that. Let's go to score prediction really quick, and then we can wrap this thing up. So I'm going to go just in order of what our spreadsheet has. Alan, you're the first one on the spreadsheet. Give me the Orange County score first, and then the opponent, which is Vegas. Um, I'm going to go uh, a one nil victory, and for Orange County, 
and um, they could always just play this game at midnight. I heard that's a new idea that hasn't been talked about before. Oh, I remember that, man. The fans were not excited about that when that was announced that it was going to be Orange County midnight in Vegas. But maybe with 115 degree temperature, uh, fans would think differently on that. Uh, Brad, you're the next one on our, our spreadsheet here. So what's your prediction? As soon as Alan said his score, I started punching my face because he always says that I steal his score, and I wanted to say the same one as him. But I'm already going through this, and Alan appreciates me as a coworker. So Orange County one, Las Vegas, uh, lights off zero. Is that like what Reno fans call Vegas? Is lights off? Lights out. Lights out. Really All not right. your best. Not your best at all. Uh, okay. Dylan, apparently Alan's favorite on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we, we know Dylan's been, we know Dylan's been Venmoing you weekly payments to say that eventually Alan. So don't worry about it. Dylan, what is your prediction? Just for the record, I don't think I have the money to Venmo him weekly. Not, not a sum <laughs> enough that would get him to say that on this podcast unless he really believed it. But before we get to the score thing, it's nice to be someone's favorite. Cause I'm clearly not the USL shows. Um, Oh yeah! Actual... Wait, 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 wait! Hold on, Brad. Have you been on the USL show? No, I have not. But he's okay, so I'm, wa- I'm waiting for my invite. Still, it's so probably Brad and Dylan. You guys are together in that. It's not just you, Dylan. You, you're not all alone. You're not like uh, Michael, Sarah, and Arrested Development walking with your head down, and you know, with that one song playing. Um, yes, Dylan. Prediction: two 0 Orange County. And Danny Chrysostomo has a good game, despite the chaos going around. All right, you ready for my prediction, gentlemen? Unfortunately. 5-0 Orange County. I'm ahead out, so... What's wrong, Dylan? You don't like my prediction? No, 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 you said the right team. You said the right team. I was going to say, I mean, you used to get on me for predicting the opponent every single match. I'm legitimately saying five nil orange County. I think they're just going to like go off for some goals here in Vegas um, and have a good old time and have fun. I mean, they're going to be excited about this one. Um, let's wrap things up here really quick. Any random, any other soccer related talk that anyone wants to discuss really quick before we move on. Other than Jamie Vardy joining the ownership group in Rochester. Cause everyone's talking about that. Thoughts and prayers to Erickson. Definitely. That's a scary moment. That is definitely, that definitely was a scary moment. Glad to hear at least at the point uh, at this moment, he's seems to be fine, which is awesome. Um, but we'll send out thoughts and prayers for Christian Erickson. I love the, the love that he was getting from either current or former teammates throughout the, the euros recently, you know, any goals, I think, um, Benteke and young son, both, uh, shared their love for him after scoring goals. So that was awesome to see. Um, and I know, uh, Toby out mentioned it was going to be difficult to play the match. Um, so yeah, um, let's do this random thoughts. Let's go to Brad first, Brad, random thought. Congratulations to my roommate, uh, Ryan, uh, reason why I was in, uh, uh, Dylan beach this past weekend was, uh, he proposed to his girlfriend and obviously camping. So congratulations to him. Also, I'm going to be down in Oakland this Saturday on Juneteenth for the First ever USL championship home game for the Oakland Roots. And luckily that game starts at 5.30 and Orange County plays at 7.30. So I can catch both games. Woohoo. And um, by all means, like, was your roommate just that desperate that he would go to a place called Dillon Beach to propose? I mean, that's just... Differently. D-I-L-L-O-N. But it's still the same pronunciation, which just, that's just very it's sad. Not, hold, just, 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 hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let's, let's walk that back a couple words. Pronunciation is not a word. Pronunciation? That is, no. I'm pronouncing it correctly, man. You know what? Well wishes to your friends, Brad. Alan, what's your random thought? Yeah, I was about to do the same thing. <laughs> Uh, my random thought is Brad already got to be Dylan next though, because we just talked about Dylan beach. No, 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 no. Alan, what's your Alan. random thought this episode? Um, please, uh, it's a, Google, it's a mutiny here. Please Google and educate yourself on Juneteenth, uh, to get some idea of why Juneteenth is an important day in American history. Uh, so go look that up, please. Juneteenth, 
um, educate yourself. Round of applause. Well said. And by the uh, way, the Senate passed a bill to make Juneteenth a national holiday. So awesome. Amazing. Dylan, what's your random thoughts for this episode? Everybody, if you uh, could follow me. Sorry, should I, should I whisper into the mic and we can have a nice little AMR session here? Anyway, um, let's all take a deep breath in. And hold. And out. And a deep breath in. And hold. And out. Take it easy, everyone. Are you trying to put our listeners to sleep? At least you're doing no, it at the end of the episode, though. Peace, peace and love to you all. And um, yeah, educate yourselves on Juneteenth. I was going to say that Alan took it from me. Go figure. Someone's got to be woke on this podcast. It's not going to be uh, old man Ray here. Ha! Hilarious. Hashtag some more out. Ray, what's your random thought of the week? You're pointing the wrong way, Dylan. No, no, no. You guys mutiny. You all take over. Wrap this thing up. All right. Um, Brad, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at the Twitter machines. I'll get it right one day, right down here at Pal in the Sky. All right. you, uh, Alan, where can we find you on Twitter? Andwood48 on the Twitter machines. Cool. Um, you can find me on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan. And you can find the former host of this podcast, uh, Ray Samora, at DJ Ray Samora uh, on Twitter. You can find us at OCSC uh, underscore SoccerCast on Twitter and Instagram. And at Orange Black Soccer Cast on Facebook and at orangeblacksoccercast.com or just ocsepodcast.com. For our former host, Ray, for Alan, for Brad, and for myself, this has been the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. You forgot. And for Abraham Romero, and we are Abraham out. Romero.